0: Hey, all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christensen, PharmD, and thank you so much for listening and, and taking the time out of your day. Today, I'm going to cover Latanoprost, which is an eye drop used in the management of glaucoma. The brand name of this medication is Xylitan, and it is definitely uh, used very frequently in clinical practice for sure. So latanoprost, the easiest way I remember the mechanism of action, because there's lots of eye drops for glaucoma, is to look at the ending of that generic name. So the prost is indicative of a prostaglandin uh, analog. Okay. So what uh, those prostaglandins do, and particularly prostaglandin F2, helps to lower intraocular pressure. And it does this by basically stimulating uh, flow or outflow of the aqueous humor within the eye. Now, the aqueous humor, that's simply, uh, simply put is just the fluid within the eye. And as that outflow becomes blocked or there's other, you know, physiological effects that, that prevent movement of that fluid, that pressure can build up and ultimately that pressure can lead to damage in the eye, which is obviously a resultant factor and, and flows into um, causing glaucoma if we're, we're causing that damage. So by giving that prostaglandin analog, that's going to help kick that fluid out of the eye, help that flow, and ultimately help lower pressure. So that's the, the goal of the, the medication there. Now there are a couple of really important patient education pearls that I want to discuss. Uh, Some mistakes that I've seen in my clinical practice uh, without a doubt. So first one is storage. Okay, so once the medication is removed from the fridge, it is okay at room temp for six weeks. Okay, so that's 42 days. Important to remember that. Patients uh, forget that they leave it out on the counter. Um, yeah, definitely have run into that. So, generally, when it's unopened, not being used yet, uh, have patients keep it in the fridge. If they're going to put it into use and they're going to leave it out, they're going to bring it with them, you know, wherever they're going, uh, keeping it out of the fridge, uh, six weeks is the maximum recommended uh, expiration there. So, very, very important to remember that. I've also seen that issue come up uh, in uh, medication aides, uh, TMA's, uh, nurses who are administering these medications to uh, their patients, maybe their caregivers or or th- something like that, and um, yeah, they forget to mark you know when that. Bottle came out of the fridge and when it's going to expire. So, very, very important to remember that. Um, I encourage patients and or caregivers, obviously, to mark uh, the date of when that uh, medication is going to expire once you've pulled it from the fridge. All right, the other important uh, patient administration pearl, patient mistake that I've definitely seen is administration of eye drops, um, particularly with the timing. Uh, I've always kind of typically remembered five to 10 minutes between different eye drops. I think that's a, a good uh, rule of thumb to ensure that we're getting uh, the activity of one drug kind of going and getting that drug in the eye. Uh, obviously, um, longer than that is not going to be an issue, but shorter than that, where you're giving them 30 seconds apart or a minute apart, uh, we definitely run the risk of washing that drug out and essentially making it not effective if we put too much fluid into the eye and dilute that drug. So uh, important to remember that with timing, uh, generally 5 to to 10 minutes apart with uh, different eye drops there. Uh, One other mistake I've seen in in patients administering eye drops in general, um, avoid that tip touching the eye, okay, uh, that can get gross, infected, you know, what, whatever the case may be there. So um, I have seen that mistake with patients as well. So let's talk about side effects a little bit. With latanoprost, it's an eye drop, pretty straightforward what the majority of side effects are going to be. Any type of redness, irritation, pain, um, from the actual eye drop within the eye, uh, by and large, is the most common adverse effect I've seen out there in in clinical practice. Now, there are a couple of unique ones with latanoprost and prostaglandin uh, analogs in general. So, first one I want to mention, we've got to remember iris discoloration. So, if that's really going to bother a patient. Um, that could be problematic. So patients with um, maybe lighter color uh, iris, so maybe a a blue or green, something like that, the medication over time could start to turn that eye more to a brownish color. Okay, so that's very important to remember. It might be very disturbing to patients. Uh, It's typically just going to be superficial. It's not going to cause any uh, issues with function of the eye. Uh, But for some patients that uh, they really like their eye color, that type of thing, that that could be very, very uh, bothersome and and concerning for them. So it's important to uh, definitely remember that one. Uh, One other kind of unique adverse effect, which uh, in some situations may be a good thing, is prostaglandins can promote the growth of eyelashes, and so that's kind of a a unique one for sure and females particularly um, might not like or or excuse me might like that adverse effect so um, yeah a couple unique ones generally both of those uh, both the iris discoloration and the uh, kind of extending eyelashes those are going to be longer term Um, you're not going to notice it the next day for example typically. So um, just just keep that in mind. That patient might not see that right away. As far as monitoring parameters, as a pharmacist, I don't really monitor anything with these medications. They're going to typically be followed by their eye doctor, uh, monitoring uh, intraocular pressure and, and obviously any type of damage, worsening vision that may happen on account of uh, the progression of an open angle glaucoma. So let's take a quick break and then we'll follow up with drug interactions. If you enjoy the podcast, definitely go support our sponsor, meded101.com store, S-T-O-R-E. We've got a growing list of resources uh, for he- all different types of healthcare professionals from uh, nurses to pharmacists to prescribers like nurse practitioners and med students Uh, Definitely go check out those resources. Got books on clinical pearls, uh, latest book on drug interactions, and obviously those pharmacist board certification study materials as well. So BCPS, BCGP, uh, NAPLEX, MTM, ambulatory care, those certification exams. Uh, Definitely go check those out, uh, support the sponsor, and get some great content along the way. So finishing up on drug interactions uh, with a topical agent that's used in the eye, typically drug interactions aren't going to be too problematic. First and foremost, I want to stress that again with educating patients. Many patients are on numerous glaucoma agents. And if they take them too close together, we're going to wash that out. So uh, in a sense, that's kind of a drug interaction, but, you know, maybe not necessarily due to the drug, um, but due to the vehicle that the the drug's in. Um, And then as far as other drug interactions, I think about meds that can exacerbate uh, intraocular pressure uh, and or glaucoma. So first one that I think of, um, and probably the most common one that I've seen come up on uh, pharmacology exams and things like that, uh, are corticosteroids. So those can increase that intraocular pressure. Um, NSAIDs are another one that I, I kind of think of that have the potential uh, to raise blood pressure, which, you know, could also maybe extend uh, to raising that pressure in uh, open-angle glaucoma as well there. Now, you will see um, anticholinergics come up in glaucoma and that they increase the risk. And that risk generally tends to be a little bit more associated with the closed-angle glaucoma, which is much more serious acute-type situation than a patient that's being managed uh, for open-angle glaucoma. But any drug with anticholinergic activity could impact um, more so that risk for uh, closed-angle glaucoma if you see an acute situation uh, of that issue. So hopefully that gives you some good clinical practice pearls. Definitely go to uh, reallifepharmacology.com. Pick up that free 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. Uh, Great resource for anybody uh, going through pharmacology. um, I I lay out the most important clinical practice pearls from the top 200 drugs, which also tend to be very highly tested pearls on those drugs as well. So uh, go snag that resource for free. If you enjoyed the podcast today, uh, leave us a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Uh, Those reviews are greatly appreciated, uh, allows us to get our educational message uh, out there even more um, by sharing those ratings, reviews. Definitely feel free to uh, email a link, reallifepharmacology.com to a friend, uh, colleague, co-worker, fellow student, um, and uh, help share in pharmacology education. There's a huge uh, gap. That is absolutely for sure. If you want to track me down, you can find me at LinkedIn, Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP. Uh, you can also find me at pharmacology.com, Shoot me an email there or meded101.com as well and hit the contact button. Those emails should get to me. I do my best to try to respond uh, to everything. So uh, if you haven't heard from me within probably three to five days, uh, definitely don't hesitate to shoot me another email. I might have missed it, might have went to junk. Um, Who knows what happened? But I I definitely do try to uh, respond to to all the emails that I get. So I'm going to sign off for today. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Take care. Have a great rest of your day. This is the story of the one.